0: And I was a good punker. So I just thought, who cares? I'm going to just do what I want. So I did a lot. I had a lot of experiences, which I look back now, it's pretty enriching. Like I did things that were against my better judgment if I was using my better judgment. But I remember I turned 23 and I got an opportunity to go to a rehab. I was like, well, you know, nothing's taking me out anytime soon. And I got way more potential than this. And I dove in the way I just pick a lifestyle, right? I have certain things I do and I don't do. I don't eat can't makes me feel bad. So I just don't do it. I don't do drugs and I'll work out, but I don't have to work out every day. It's just my lifestyle. Like I do positive things. It's way easier to slip into the bad side. In order to go bad, you don't have to do anything. It's super easy. To do good, you gotta work. I'll motivate myself being, hey, this situation might not be looking that good. And I do things to be prepared because that's the only way things are good and fun and life is rad is when you're prepared.
1: Welcome to the Collaborative Resource Hub by Wellness Provisions. We're bridging the gap between mental health, wellness, and rock and roll. I'm Amy McBride, owner of Wellness Provisions, the most badass wellness business. Hey, are you feeling a little stuck in life? I offer wellness coaching sessions. Book a session with me if you're seeking to get healthy and ahead. Sessions are available worldwide. And check this out. Wellness Provision supplies rock and rollers with high-quality supplements. We've simplified your shopping experience and given you a trustworthy place to go where you can essentially shop blindfolded. And did you know? All our Collaborative Resource Hub interviews air on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to Stay in the Loop. Go immerse yourself in the full Collaborative Resource Hub experience over on our website. You'll have access to helpful resources that will inspire and educate you. So let's inspire each other. If that guy did it, so can you. Last but not least, my legal disclaimer. Nothing in this interview or the Collaborative Resource Hub substitutes medical advice. Please connect with your GP if you need medical guidance. Randy from Pennywise, thank you so much for being here. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited that you're here and we're just going to have like a free flowing talk about all things wellness and feeling good.
0: All righty. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good.
1: So um, I guess we'll start with uh, what does wellness mean to you?
0: Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just means having kind of a wellness would mean you're just kind of Cruising, you know, no problems. You just get cruising speed. Yeah. And or homeostasis or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yes, that's true. Because if you're unwell, then things are not moving as um, effortlessly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there ever been, I guess, like a time in your life when you felt like you've needed to make yourself a priority to like really like, get back on track or refocus
0: yeah I mean that's it's kind of like um I mean I guess the analogy or metaphor would be like riding a bike you know I mean when okay so I'll go back to when I was younger um and I was uh, a teenager It's, it's funny I it's right around when um when I started getting into punk rock would have been around 1979 1980 I'm a little older and uh but I was uh, around 15 years old and I didn't realize it but I was pretty much a mess you know like um uh, I didn't want to I didn't understand what well I didn't know then what I know now so um life is all about accepting responsibility and nurturing those uh response you know taking care of those responsibilities nurturing parts of your life putting a lot of effort into doing the work to create like a foundation and a base and and some comfort so you can enjoy yourself and all those things just seemed like nothing I wanted a part of I was you know basically I don't think I acted like it but inside I was a spoiled brat and oh, really? I didn't I just well I didn't want to do any of the work So I got in. I don't know, it was scary to me. I didn't know what I couldn't see uh, that far in front of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was, I was afraid. I was scared. You know, look, this is all looking back. I was uh, just, um, I wanted to have fun. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. Now, it ended up working out great for me. Because all the only thing I wanted to do was was listen to music play music uh have a great time and just play so i did those things you know to the extreme uh-huh. very much extreme, to where i i mean well i'll i'll go into it but but uh a little bit because we don't have all day but um <laughs> but i i spent all i didn't realize it then but all that all my heart was into music and so i spent all that time playing music and then just along the way um just saw the good fortune that ended up being my whole life but it's still now but it's still a job like you have to work at it um but anyway so back then but i got super into doing drugs um uh avoiding all responsibility you name it if I got a traffic violation I wasn't showing up to court if there was a line anywhere I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna eat food I just wanted to I was just wanted to get high I you know and it just progressed and progressed progressed and it was it was a great yeah
1: yeah I want to ask like it just like were you did you have friends were you shitty to your friends or were you good with them
0: I was just gonna say in Long Beach it was a great scene i mean punk rock was amazing like you got rewarded for being a dump for being a, numst- a numbskull a you know for being it and so i did it all so i had no i had a i had a massive group of friends and and i was in a band and and it all worked together but my personal life like what i was neglecting along the way um my what i didn't realize because also there was it was cool if you didn't care you know, there's a whole nihilist thing. Um, and no, no, there was, it was a lot of fun, lots of parties, lots of friends. Uh, but I was a mess and didn't really realize it. And then I, and then as time went on and people, other people started realizing that, you know, you can't just do heroin and meth and, you know, all any drug and then not pay rent and then you know keep telling the landlord that you're gonna pay it until the marshal shows up and locks you out of your house you know which happened to me that was like a a pattern yeah and i got to the point where i kind of was like um i felt very kind of um hopeless, uh, I guess, as far as seeing myself as a productive member of society. yeah. But I didn't necessarily want that. I wanted to be a punk rocker. I wanted to be dirty. I wanted to be all
1: Yeah, you saw what you weren't. But it sounds like you weren't even sure that you wanted to be what you weren't.
0: Well, I, I wanted to be what I was. But there's consequences for that. And it's like, you know, my dad used to tell me, you know, don't you're burning the candle at both ends, you know, and uh, so the flame's going to burn out. So I didn't realize. That's why I say I was immature. I didn't. I was kind of spoiled. I wanted what I wanted, and I wasn't nurturing any of my responsibilities. So uh, I didn't realize. So all I could see was that the the flame was going to burn out soon. So I was really messed up. Like I I had dedicated myself to like, I'm just going to be a junkie. I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to do, you know, I was doing all, I I mean, I was just kind of scandalous, I guess, you know, it just wasn't a healthy life, you know, especially now I can look back. So I was a mess for a few years. And then when I turned 23, okay, well, wait, I'll go back just a little bit. I just thought, hey, I'm going to do this and then something's going to kill me and it'd right. be fine because it, all the cool people die when they're young you know Sid died at 21 you know so I kind of had this you know you kind of romanticized the I did I kind of romanticized this thing you know and uh and I was a good punker <laughs> you know like everything I did it just made you a little bit more you know kind of cool I guess and, yeah. and backwards way and so I just thought I'm gonna, you know, who cares? I'm gonna just do what I want. Something's gonna kill me. So I did a lot. I had a lot of experiences, which I look back now, it's it was just pretty enriching. Like I did things that were kind of that I were against my better judgment. If I was using my better judgment, so I have those experiences, right? But then uh, when I turned, I remember I turned 23, and I got an opportunity to go to a rehab, and this was 1987, and I thought. Um, it was very apparent I was like well it looks like I'm going to be around here for a while I'm not you know nothing's taking me out anytime soon and I got way more potential than this because my actions didn't really reflect my I don't know my intellect or whatever or my potentials mm-hmm. you know I shouldn't say intellect because I was kind of a dumbass well I was I was doing a lot of dumb shit so yeah, anyways well, potential yeah So, I and I saw that at that, that's when I saw, you know, at that moment. So I just, I, I got an opportunity to go to, to rehab and I dove in like, that was it. Like I'm starting my life now. And I set goals and I did. It. So setting goals and achieving goals takes effort and it's kind of painful, right? But I had already been through all, like all the, the pain, you know, the pain with no payoff. So I was fine with that. So I just completely dedicated myself to being sober and trying to reach, the, and I actually set a goal of playing music uh, as my for my living. I didn't care what I was gonna make, how much it was gonna be, what my living was, but I was gonna make it playing, playing music. So that was basically kind of a, I don't know, in a corny way, it was like a rebirth. Yeah. Know? So um, I forgot what the question was, but that, <laughs> that's what I said too so so uh, yeah anyways so that that's kind of like what uh woke me up and got me very focused on being healthy as possible and feeling well and wellness and and you know doing the work that it takes to kind of maintain uh that cruising uh speed or you yeah. Know.
1: yeah yeah well so i guess what um oh my god i have like a bazillion questions just from that But basically, I know people who, you know, are that prior version of you, you know, and I feel like a lot of people don't, you know, they haven't hit that point in their life where they realize that they can do other things, they can think differently, they can feel differently. So like, I don't know, you had the opportunity for rehab, but what else kind of like got in your head and really like, you know, kicked you in the nuts and made you realize like, goals and probably some sort of organization and just like really being on top of your stuff
0: um well um pain (laughs) you know um i just I, i didn't realize what the consequences were of following the path that was on so that's when I just, uh, you know, I started, I, I got a job and I went, went to work every day and, and uh, just, uh, you know, I'm okay with, uh, with a certain level of discomfort in order to maintain, uh, prior you know, prioritize and kind of be disciplined, you know, like, um, uh, you know, kind of choose a lifestyle. Like I'm not, I don't like being disciplined. The minute that things start getting uh, that I have to follow rules, then I want to I want to just go the other way and be bad, kind of, you know, like I got a little kid in me that wants to to do the bad stuff. But but I almost play games with myself, like, you know, uh, I'm not like the way I just pick a lifestyle. Right. So I got a lot of room to to move in between the lines uh, and they could, you know, they're not hard set, but, but I have certain uh things I do and I don't do. And yeah. like, no, I just, I don't, eat can't, you know, it makes me feel bad. just right. junk. So I just don't do it. I look at it. I don't feel bad. I don't, I don't do drugs now. Cause like I, I started it's funny because I started drinking again at some point, but I, but I never went back to what I was doing when I was younger, but these are just certain things. It's like, I don't do, I just don't do that. It's not even a big deal. I don't even have to hold myself back. It's just, yeah. things I've, you know, Yeah, you've just, so
1: have, your priorities have shifted. So yeah,
0: yeah. I have, I have, a, I have a lifestyle. So like, and I, and I'll work out and stuff, but I don't have to work out every day. I don't have to work out at a certain time every day. Like, it's just. It's just my lifestyle, like so if I have time I'm gonna go I'll run on the treadmill for a little bit I don't have to I don't have to look in the mirror and go, oh I gotta build my tricep you know my triceps or my biceps. i don't I don't care about that I just do I do positive things and I have like just these are always things that are on on my mind to do, you know yeah
1: yeah. That's awesome. I like that because I mean, like I just have a visual of like you're sitting at a table and it's just like all these different like plates or boxes or something out in front of you and it's just all good stuff. So you're just kind of like, you know, vacillating between all of them instead of making these like hard, fast rules because rules can feel so defeating for so many people. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And and I just know I know myself, you know, I've taken the time to get, you know, uh, you know, you got to be honest you you know, so I'm 57 years old. So I've had a lot of time to kind of figure things out. So I know how to talk to myself, you know, and, and so that's, that's good for maintaining things. So I don't, uh, because I know that if I do make these hard rules, that I'm just, I'm going to go, you know, like I said, I'm going to rebel, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess like over the years, what's kind of helped you go inwards? Because a lot of people earlier in their path, you know, they don't make that track in words.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I have four kids and they have all, they all have, they're born with their personality. Okay. So I'm very analytical. I'm pretty self-conscious probably overly self-conscious and I also I gravitate towards hey my friends are like all kind of like assholes you know like they'll tell you they they're honest with you and I think like that for a reason because you know you want them I think this all goes back to like evolution and stuff you want to have a core group of of friends that you can depend on and rely on and and so they challenge you all the time right so through that and trying to, having a desire to be the best, I just do, since I, since I tried to be basically the worst person I could be, you know, kind of, it's not completely accurate, but, you know, I try to be the best person I can be, so I, I'm honest with myself, and, and so I'm analytical, and then that's, so I look, I, I analyze it, how am I acting, what am I doing, what's the right way to do it, how can I make myself feel better, I don't trust, like, doctors i can't you know because here's another thing comes to communication right so everything depends on how you communicate uh communicate to everyone around you in the world right so if i go to the doctor how am i possibly going to communicate everything that's going on inside me not a physical i'm not talking about physical things because you can x-ray and you can see what's going on but if i have emotional issues that's nobody's responsibility except for myself nobody can fix me So I, and the only way to get right, because life's hard, everyone has problems, right? So you, you got to figure out and it has so much, some people are blessed with a great positive outlook, right? I'm more of a realist. If, if things aren't looking good, then I'm going to be, that doesn't look good. How am I going to fix it? Right. So, um, I have no choice.
1: So you're a realist erring on the side of optimism because
0: you, you want- know I gain optimism, I gain um moment or uh, kind of like I get motivated when I look at how bad the situation can be, right? So I'll go I'll look at at things and I'm and I'm analytical so I'll be like here's the good side, here's the bad side well you know it's really easy to slip in it's way easier to slip into the bad side you don't have to do in order to go bad you get you don't have to do anything it's super easy to be to do good you got to work so Mm -hmm. uh, I'll I'll motivate myself by being hey this situation isn't looking might not be looking that good I know people don't do this very much and you would never find this in a book you know like almost every night when we go on stage i just go i'm not ready i'm not ready so what does that do that gets me go out there i go out on stage 45 minutes early and i start warming up and i go you know i warm up my voice and i do things to be prepared because that's the only way things are good and fun and life is rad is when you're prepared and you can handle it you know and you got a positive attitude like I'm not just bullshitting myself that I can handle it. I really can't handle it because I'm prepared.
1: Here's an advert in less than 20 seconds. Did you know that Wellness Provisions offers one-on-one wellness sessions? Yep. So if you're seeking to get healthy and ahead in life, but feeling a little stuck, then book a session and let's get you unstuck. Now back to the interview.
0: So going back to what I was saying, I know it takes a long time to get there, but what got me to look inside? I realize it's my responsibility, my health and how I feel is all my responsibility. So I have no choice but to try to figure it out, you know, and look inside and kind of get it. It's like going in a maze, Um, you know, oh, and I wouldn't have done any of that if it wasn't for discomfort. I mean, that I went through when I was younger or whenever, because it's uh, people don't like to be uncomfortable but if you're not uncomfortable, then you're, then why wouldn't you just stay on the couch and watch poison TV, you know? And, and, uh, so, um, yeah, you know, I, I think I, that, that look inside that, that introspection is out of necessity basically.
1: Yeah. So you see for sure, like value in pain and suffering and discomfort. Um, you see that as the potential for, refocusing and like growth
0: absolutely and and that's sorry to say it but those are just realities life is uh you know i saw some thing on instagram where um there was like a a cheetah cub it was a meme and it was like you know why would you bring me into this world suffering you know and it's like well you don't get the good unless you and unless you go through the bad And so the other um, option is just to not exist. Right. And so that's not really an option. So life is all about, you know, you better get good at dealing with the suffering because it's a reality. And that's another thing I I think about is like, when did life get easy? When was it when were we promised it was easy? You know, so um, I think that we're I mean, it's definitely a different topic, but whatever. I'll just talk about it, everything. You can deal, do what you want with it. Um, I think we're kind of uh, got sucked into this kind of, and it's like an advertising campaign. I think we live in a gigantic advertising campaign in a lot of different ways for a lot of different uh, motives, but big, you know, big pharma, it sounds uh, cliche, but you know, pharmaceutical industry is selling medications right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they tell you they're not supposed to feel bad you're not supposed to do this you here we got just come see us and we have something for you so i don't fall for that shit and uh and when was life supposed to be easy that's a lie uh you know do you you know uh you take the whatever just a basic outline of evolution that we've been you know humans have been evolving for at least 100,000 years maybe more what if our ancestors like when did they have it easy we wouldn't be here if they, yeah if they weren't badasses and we don't know what they had to go through to survive yeah Every generation get us here so so life's not supposed to be easy
1: but that's it though like that just like popped into my head is like for them to survive and like we are still as like human beings carrying you know the fight flight freeze response like survival mode is like our go-to mode because like there has been so much struggle and difficulty just for humans so like yeah like it's knowing how to navigate that though and now these days knowing how to turn that you know, flight, fight off so that you can feel relaxed in your body.
0: Exactly. Because that, I think that's kind of the deep, I mean, it's easy to sink into that as a default. It's oh, like God, yeah. fear mode, you mm-hmm. know, fear survival. And, uh, and it, and it's, it is hard to step out of that, but then, but also it's the way to step out of that is to do the work. So you have true confidence and to accept the realities of life. Like when I was in the program, this is why I, I just really, I see what a lot of people, even people that I knew back then that were in the program and the things they say, and I'm like, how were we, what, were we involved in com- completely different like ideologies? Because the, it's one of the things in, in the program was like, accept life on life's terms. Okay, so I have to take, I don't, I might not like it. I might not like the hand, it, it, another cliche thing, the hand that was dealt me, right? But that's what I
1: have. Yeah.
0: With a crappy hand, you just have to keep playing and you have to uh, have, you have to like convey positivity and think, you know, there's tricks. So everyone gets what they get and who knows what, why? What, like, may- so maybe life has no meaning at all, right? right or maybe it does we don't know maybe you got dealt that shitty hand because you had this is your purpose to do something with that Mm -hmm. so uh, I like that you know saying of like accepting life on life's terms and doing the best you can with it you know so that's kind of like something and i I idealism or that i've developed that i'm just doing the best i can constantly and always trying to move to a better place doesn't you don't have to feel great i don't have to feel good all the time sometimes maybe i just don't feel good maybe i need a nap i don't know um, but you just got to keep going you keep putting one foot in front of the other and then you're at least you're, you're accomplishing something you know
1: yeah I mean, you know, I guess kind of like what the carrot is at the end of the stick, like feeling good, you know, in your right. mind, in your body. So, and also, you know, it, when you feel bad, because I feel like these days also, it's immediately like, oh, you feel like shit. Well, turn on the positivity light, you know, like yeah. you need to sit in it and feel it and like yeah. absorb it so that you can process it yeah. and then move through it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And then you, and then you get, you get stronger and then you know how to deal with that next time you know it's like the the yin uh, yin yang symbol is like it's a contrast you know it's the dark and the light and there's a little bit of dark in the light you know so there's contrast you need to to have all those things and uh so i just think that whole mindset like the whole advertising campaign that we live in uh somebody is trying to um somebody's going to capitalize off of it because they want if they can get you to think a certain way then it's beneficial for them and this you don't need tv for that this goes also goes back to like organized religion like right so or anything that has the power to 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 gain the masses a, a kind of a populist thing it will eventually be taken advantage of by sociopaths and psychopaths uh-huh. and they do that and um i mean that's a greater kind of scheme of how the world runs it doesn't really necessarily affect people on a to. It, it does
1: it you does have to,
0: you have to know how to ignore it but i know it's it's really hard so it's kind of like you're in a you're kind of in a maze and that's it, why they say ignorance is bliss too because like before i ever got into punk rock and stuff I was just surfing. I was a surfer or I liked baseball, you know, all these things that I wanted to do. And that was everything. I don't, who cares what taxes were, or who cares what the price of gas was and all that stuff. So ignorance is bliss, but but I'm analytical, I'm older. I pay attention to things and I wanna know because I feel like there's a overall, there's a higher purpose. I mean, I choose to believe I've, or I've adopted the belief, you know, that there's a higher purpose for things. And I don't know what that is, but I always feel like if I'm doing the best I can and constantly trying to learn and figure things out, that somehow I'm doing the right thing. It just feels like I'm doing the right thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, So what do you think about like kind of being in your own bubble and brainwashing yourself instead mm. of letting external, you know, forces brainwash you then?
0: Yeah. I mean, they also said in the program, like you can't change people, places or things, but you can change your perception. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's you're basically it's like you're brainwashing yourself. Okay. So, uh, so maybe there need, maybe there needs to be a better term than brainwashing. Right. Cause it's just got this negative connotation, Yeah. but you have this, your brain, you have plasticity you can change your, your views and thoughts. And really what I think is like, okay, so we're here, right? We're living because there's an the experience, right? Just the experience just existing. Okay. So maybe it's like, I like to like envision this, like maybe everything's just a huge video game. Mm-hmm. Why do you play a video game? Cause you want to have fun video games aren't easy you could get you know the pac-man can eat you and and things like that so whatever it takes to kind of keep to to keep you playing the game and feeling good then i guess that's just what it takes you know you have to brainwash yourself then you have to brainwash yourself (laughs) i don't
1: know i like the video game analogy though that's a good one
0: yeah i kind of felt like uh, I remember. when I was younger, you'd play, you'd have one quarter and you'd go play pinball. Yeah. And if you played the game good enough, you'd win more games. So you could take that one quarter and play for like two hours if you're really good. And kind of like, right? So that's kind of an analogy like for life too. You gotta keep winning. You gotta keep extending your time. And uh, you you gotta do a good job and keep, and then it's fun. So yeah, I think the video game analogy is, is uh, a good one and for all we know i mean that could be uh well we just don't know anything do yeah we? yeah so, be what it is maybe we're just floating around in nothingness you know for billions of years somewhere in the universe and then uh and then all of a sudden you know i don't know i don't who knows you know all yeah. of a sudden like hey let's make some thing up and go down there and <laughs> you know experience yeah. yeah and and then when you're here like i bet you if you had the chance like let's say it's all done and 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 you know you die let's say if you were had if you were still sentient and you're just floating around in nothingness you'd be like i just want to feel the sun on my face one more time you know so we don't know it Everything could mean nothing also. It could just be like, hey, we evolved and here we are. We're just here for a minute. But you might as well, uh, you got to get the most out of it as you can. Um, Yeah. I don't know. So that's like a major motivator.
1: You know, something I've been kind of like thinking about lately and sort of tripping out on is like um, sort of uh, trying to think of how to explain it, kind of getting outside myself a little bit, because We all think of this is our life. This is our path. People come into our life. But what if we are, what if we're like here for someone else's path more than they're on our path? You know, like what if we're shaping someone else's experience in a far more substantial way than they're necessarily affecting us? Like that's kind of trippy.
0: Well, it's funny. I remember when I was in, when I was down at the bottom, just a junkie walking around the street. I remember thinking what, like, I really didn't, I didn't find much joy in anything. I didn't see a whole lot of, uh, um, I didn't see a bright future ahead. And I would, you know, I just, I would think, man, you know, this is, I don't even want to be here, right? But then I would, it's funny, because I would even have these little flashes of like, hey, you know, I would think the right thing, even in these moments, I thought, well, maybe my, maybe I need to be here because like, if I'm walking across the street one time and someone honks and asks me for directions, maybe that person's really important. And I just gave them the, the directions they needed in order to, to, you know, be amazing. Yeah. So I, you always have a purpose, you know, so like what you're saying. So yeah. I agree with that. It's not all just, you know, I mean, it's very easy to be focused on yourself. Uh, and I, and I, I can do that. You know, I'm kind of probably pretty, uh, self-oriented, uh, uh, but, or have been, but I got four kids. So basically once I, once we had our first kid, I was like, wow, I, everything I thought was important before for me, for my life is nothing. Now it seems so minuscule and small because I, now I'm in charge of Helping to guide and raise children, which yeah, which felt like such a huge um, important it, it was just so much purpose and so much importance because they don't ask to be here, right? So you're bringing them in the world. So now, what are you going to do? Are you going to make that a good experience or a bad experience? So that's something that that I, that's my number one main priority in life yeah my children
1: what is like is there like one really big important thing or a few things that you really want to bestow upon them you know just I mean even if they're like older now like what's like super important you want them to just kind of like be privy to with life
0: I don't know that's that's really hard because I had a whole lot of ideas of how what kind of parent I was going to be and they come out with their own personalities and they all need something different so and really it's kind of like the analogy would be like you're teaching them how to ride a bike and you're holding on to them and you're holding them up and then at some point they start going on their own and then you're just kind of hovering and making sure they don't fall so I mean what I try to get them to understand is that they have to be responsible for their own for their own lives they you know everything comes down to being responsible and taking responsibility for everything I think probably one of the things I wanted them to understand I don't know why this sticks out to me is like if they did something they said I'm sorry I'd say well I'm sorry doesn't pay the rent you know so I mean it's kind of an asshole thing to say you know I understand you're sorry I understand you feel bad about it but if you can't just keep doing the same things and keep saying you're sorry Right. And believe, I know how to say it, I'm sorry. I'm really I can make you cry with my apology because because I'm a, I've I've been the moron, you know. The only reason I know anything is because I've made all the mistakes, and I've made them over and over, you know. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just basically probably my my number one thing would be to say is you just got to keep doing it. You got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and you got to keep living and then, and don't give up and then everything will work itself out.
1: Yeah. Um, it's what gonna, if, like, What if they feel just like, this is too hard or this is just like lost or, you know, hopeless or something like that? What would you say to them?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, over the years I have conversations with my kids and I just try to share my Uh, experience
1: yeah
0: and what I've learned and and my dad used to do that with me he would tell me this and that and everything and it didn't make sense until I went through it and I'm like oh man, he now I know exactly what he meant but that's great too because I knew it right then you know I just try to be there in case they fall and then I'll just do what I can to help you kind of just take it as you go um it's really hard nowadays too like how are you COVID was fucking crazy um because my kids my older kids i got older kids um uh, both in their early 20s and then i got so i got a girl boy girl boy at that's uh, uh 10 and 12 and then 21 and 23 so the older kids my son was going to orange coast college he was uh on the crew team you know the rowing team and yeah. And uh, and I was thinking, yeah, if he sticks with that, then he could get a small scholarship to a, you know, to like a state school or something like that. And you just do that, go through the, the motions of that, get those things, you can jump through the hoops, and who knows what's going to happen after that. And then COVID hit, and they wanted to like move crew to the computer. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he lost interest. So, yeah, so that's interesting. Um so my both my older kids are still like we're home is home base, you know, and uh, so they basically still, you know, live here. Yeah, You know whatever they want in between. So I don't know there's curveballs that get hit and and what are you going to do like, what am I going to so this is kind of like answering your question like, uh, it's like, I'm having them still stay here like my idea was like, No, you got to get out, and you got to be responsible but who's that going to help now if I said no you you got to get out but what are they going to do they're going to probably go my son will probably go move in with like five friends and and that's probably not going to be the best thing you know so I don't know there's a lot of bridges you have to cross as they as and if you're dealing with something for the first time Mm -hmm. then how do you know you're doing it right right so I'm still like a kid in a lot of ways right don't know what's up ahead. I'm just going to keep going. And I think, and I have, do have the confidence that I will figure things out if I try and I'm, you know, set priorities and goals and things like that.
1: Yeah. And know what areas you can be prepared to account for the areas that you can't be prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta know what you don't know a little bit.
1: Right. You gotta deal with life on life's terms.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that one.
1: Um, so how do you stay healthy when you guys are like on tour?
0: Okay, so I, so I quit drinking um, about five years ago now. And uh, so that's huge in itself. I have some habits that I think are good, you know, like a very simple one. I wake up, I try to get, you know, plenty of rest, and, you know, good night's sleep. And the first thing I do in the morning is I guzzle this, a huge glass of water. So water and be focused on what's my body need. Am I hungry? Am I not hungry? Um, really kind of paying attention to my circadian rhythms, right? So w- what's your body going to do when when it's supposed to do it? Um, and then, because, you know, my body doesn't know if I'm, it changed timelines and it's eight o'clock in the morning when it's supposed to be eight o'clock at night. So uh-huh. going on, road, I kind of let my body dictate if I can stay on my, home schedule I'll try to do that going on stage every night and playing is like that's a workout so I you know I try to stay hydrated I'll eat like you know three hours before we play something like that light Um, I'll bring like a pair of running shoes or whatever and if we're at a hotel and a day off I go on the treadmill you know I'll do a few push-ups just little things nothing huge like I'm not trying to be Hulk Hogan I'm just trying to let my body know that, Hey, uh, I still need you. And, you know, so, right. So just kind of like, um, uh, I hate moderation in things. Yeah, I'm not, I don't like moderation. If I like something, I want to do it until I wreck it. So and make all or it. Nothing. yeah, but that doesn't turn out so good. So I try to be moderate, you know, in things and I'm focused on what I, what you put in your body. I think that I read a book and, okay, so after I was a total mess, I started thinking like, wow, I don't know, you know, I've put myself through a lot. And so I should probably try to, you know, I don't want to say the word heal, but try to just be in the best shape I can be and as healthy as possible and learn some stuff. So I read this book called Fit for Life Part Two. And this was like a second book that they wrote. They talked about a lot of crazy stuff, like food combining and things like that. Yeah. But it, made a little sense. Uh, it made some sense, but it got, it just really had an impact on me. And I even did that for a long time. But what that did was that taught me some discipline around food and what you're putting in your body. And that book explained that like, basically almost all disease is what it's, what it said comes from what you put in your body and so you know tan to stay on top of your question is like what do i do on the road i'm always very focused on what am i what am i eating you know and i'm not a vegan i'm not a vegetarian i believe we're omnivores and and not ignoring the bigger picture of you know you know all the things that are are involved in like the meat industry or it just everything all these
1: but really quick there's also a huge difference between factory farming and like regenerative farming especially for the sake of like the planet regenerative farming is actually like good for the planet so there's even caveats with that too
0: right right so but just you know focusing on on my own health i i feel like um i'm just careful what i eat and i eat everything as long as it's high quality so i try to to do and um yeah so i'm just i'm I'm aware of nutrition in food, quality mm-hmm. of food, your circadian rhythms of how, what your body wants to do when it wants to do it, being well hydrated, and being active and getting plenty of rest. And so these are just some guidelines that I have. That's the big road I'm on. And I just, you know, I don't have to do it every day. If I wanna do something that's, you know, not perfect, you know, I got room for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's foods, man, the food in the U S just is so shitty. I go to, to Europe and I can eat almost anything and I don't, my stomach's never bothering me. It's really crazy. So there's the FDA for you. I don't know who's paying the FDA.
1: Well, that's it. It's all like the chemicals and all of, I mean, both like from growing the ingredient or just all the add-ins, like it's so different. The US is just chock full of shit and everything.
0: Absolutely. And that is, it's, that's a smaller microcosm of everything. So, okay. So that comes into play. Why, why is it like that? Why do do all these huge why does money run everything right and so people say well that's capitalism okay right so the ideology of capitalism is you have a product you sell it you you can get what you get out of it and so the the whole basis of capitalism is um i believe just that the ideology of it is the best thing that ever happened just anybody can if they are have the um the if they work hard and they have the desire, they can move themselves out of a caste system. You're not in a, so it does create a lot of freedom, but there's perversions at the top. Once someone amasses a lot of money, then they control everything, horrible. Okay, same thing with like communism, you've got, or or socialism, communism, you've got the people at the top that they they can amass everything and everyone else is equally poor, okay? So no, you know, they're all great when they're just an idea. right? But for me, if it wasn't for capitalism, then we don't get, I don't get to be in a band. I don't get to go sell t-shirts at shows. So I have to be on that side. But, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, but then the bad parts of it, that's what we are living in. Like Our food sucks because all these corporations um, pay off whoever the hell they need to, and they put, and they just do whatever they want. And they
1: fund fund, you know their own studies or they fund studies that benefit them so it's like this is really bad because we're making it look like that right (laughs) all right so do you have a favorite quote that you like a lot
0: I have a lot of quotes that I like and I see them I follow a lot of stuff on Instagram that I like but one there's a a book i read years ago called the sun Tzu: the art of war by by the sun Tzu. Is, uh, and the the quote i like is that if a battle cannot be won then don't fight it so to me that means like you just got to know you got to be real with yourself and know where you stand in the world and be, you know just be realistic and do things that that are high probability and you know don't take on something that you're going to get beaten down, you know, and that doesn't mean don't try with stuff, but you got to be real with yourself. That's why I like that.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, Okay, so my next question, I love asking people this one. So the tagline for my business is delay dying. So Mm -hmm. I like to ask if you had to give someone like tips or advice on how to delay dying, or in other words, just live a happier, healthier life, what would you say?
0: Well, I would say, uh, honestly, it sounds so simple, but just drink a lot of water, (laughs) drink a lot of water and get a lot of rest and eat high quality food and, you know, and also, uh, you know, do a certain amount of physical activity.
1: Yeah. Those are like the pillars for health right there.
0: Yeah, I know. It sounds cliche, but that's, they're the pillars for a reason.
1: Yeah totally um do you have anything cool coming up uh like this autumn or winter
0: we have uh, we're going to australia in september whoa yeah so that's good we're gonna go with the circle jerks so that's fine because i'm in a band with uh, greg about punk rock karaoke so right. yeah so that's gonna be fun and uh after that i think we're off until we're talking about some maybe some stuff in uh, the beginning of the year maybe going to Europe but we're not absolutely positive so
1: yeah cool thanks so much for being on here and hanging out and I loved our chat and I'm excited for people to hear you know your experiences and see if it inspires them to move themselves in like a better direction so
0: it was very nice talking to you too, Amy so thanks for having me on appreciate it